0: It is the 25th of February 2014, and this is The Audio Podcast, episode 105, and the beat goes on.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm Samuel Freeman. That was Scott Hewitt. We've got Adam Gantz here as well. It is show 105, and at theaudiopodcast.co.uk slash show slash 105, you'll get the show notes.
2: And, uh, and don't forget, everyone, you can contact, make contact with The Audio Podcast via such mediums as Twitter. At the audio podcast, email show at theaudiopodcast.co.uk, and you can also pick up um, the the podcast feed on uh, iTunes and Gpodder. And you can also catch the live version of the audio podcast at the uh, YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash the audio podcast.
0: Yes, yeah, I think so. Indeed. With those things done, don't forget, if you love the show, subscribe and let us know. It's great. It's nice to know that people do love these things. We've had a whole lot of new subscribers this week, and the website took a pounding, so I'm sorry if it took a little bit sluggish, but I think lots of people were interested to hear about Steinberg plans for notation, which is mm-hmm. very cool. You can obviously get that in last week's show, which, and every show is always available online. Just You can just go watch him, listen to them whenever you want to. With that said, mm-hmm. we should get into the news as Adam Yanch finishes his percussion feature.
2: <laughs>
0: We've got lots of um. Well, lots. We've got some
1: um, updates on the old DAWs, which is I thought I, I thought it was going to become like a separate feature of the show, but I think we're just sticking to the news. That's much easier, isn't it? Um, ADO have released version three point five point three five seven. That that's an awesome version <laughs> number, isn't it? Let's
2: <laughs> just For- so say it again, just in case people missed it: three point five. Does that mean there have been 357 (laughs) point point updates to Ardor? To 3.5 of Ardor? That's
0: crazy. So so we should remember them saying Ardor is an open source developed door. So as a consequence, it means that you you know, I mean, there's lots of version releases because essentially there's, you know, nightly builds happening and every nightly build is going to have a version number isn't it? So, yeah, there probably have been. In reality, the vast majority of those are incremental and more of, you know, Proofs that what somebody's just done hasn't broken everything else, rather than necessarily being, you know, new <laughs> features that are ready, ready to go. And um, recommended for users and fixes a critical bug. It's always interesting to see a critical bug, and the critical bug in this situation is actually one that Sam and I experienced many years ago using Ardor in the most unfortunate of circumstances. Oh, which freezes it, uh, it. And apparently, what happens is under certain circumstances, you can you could reload the session file. And some of the files would not actually come in.
1: Oh,
0: <gasps> they weren't deleted; they were always on the hard drive. But
2: has it taken them this long to fix that? Is
0: it no. the same problem? No, no, I, it's it's a different problem under a completely different version number. It just made me smile when I read, read the uh, the kind of critical report release. I just thought to myself, was... yeah, the last time I used Ardo that happened, and that was on a G four. <laughs> Many moons ago,
2: that okay. that dates it very effectively. It really does. Um, also, this week we can tell you that Motu have released an update to Digital Performer eight point zero six. Uh, what are the uh, things that are fixed or added here, Scott?
0: Well, um, improved operation with multiple core audio devices under ten point nine. Sense can be dragged and dropped in the mixer. Yeah. Okay. And an issue where Digidesign, uh, uh, <clears throat> Digidesign hardware um, wouldn't change its sample rate. I thought that was a feature of Digidesign hardware. Was that you told it to change its sample rate? <laughs> the light, the the, user, the software said it had. The lights on the front changed, but in fact it hadn't. And then you had to reboot the whole thing, and only then did it take the change. I thought that was a feature.
2: No, I didn't realize a that
0: feature. was. A, yeah, it's to it's to prevent accidental yeah. changes of sample rate.
2: So next week, let's um, let's assume that 8.07 is going to be released, where it unfixes that uh, bug in the <laughs> um, What else have we got? Uh, well,
0: that, that, that's cool. I, I thought it was cool that mo was still running their releases. And obviously, Digital Performer is on Windows now as well, isn't it? As well as Mac? Oh, yeah, Mac. yeah,
2: yeah. So there must be quite a lot of bug updates for the Windows version, which is relatively new.
0: Yeah, so... You know, I mean maybe maybe it's more of a Windows issue than a than a Mac issue. I, I didn't pick that bit up. Obviously you can go to our show notes, the slash show slash one oh five and while you're you know, there you can get the link which will take you through to their new their press release which will take you through to the download link. So Um
1: Okay, other updates. This one hasn't actually happened yet. This is a coming soon update and it's not a um, D A W, it's for Sibelius. Seven point five is due this month according to Avid. Yeah,
0: it, it is due do. this month, I'm saying, look, look at your watch, four days to go. So we
2: might as well put it in this because we would have just covered it next week anyway, so we might as well give people the drop right yeah. now. So uh, Well, so the, the reason I mentioned it down. though,
0: no, 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 I'm, I'm stopping you, I'm oh, stopping am oh, momentarily, the reason I mentioned it is because there was a blog post come up this week, which is about expressive playback of, you know, kind of in... They don't use the word MIDI, but essentially of the kind of MIDI paradigm, and I thought it was actually quite interesting because they have a lot of audio examples of how they are playing, using the synthesis to play back the notated elements differently now. So in, in, in an older version, you have a very strict and rigid kind of version, and in, these, in, in the newer version, in the 7.5 version, it has a lot more of that kind of, what they claim to be that more kind of performer-esque characteristics. That are introduced them to, and I I thought it was really int- It was a well 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 written article and had loads of audio examples. So if you're you know if you're interested in synthesis, if you're interested in the ideas of notation and how these things relate with computer based systems, like in kind of interactive stuff for things like that, then you know I thought this was a great blog post, and it, and it reminded me as I went through the blog post, I was like, aha, yes, of course, seven point five is G. So
2: do you think do you think that comp- it actually complicates things cause- if the computer is kind of pretending to be a performer, that kind of makes it. Well, maybe it doesn't make it any different from the computer just playing it rigidly. But you know, you're going to hand your score to some to a group of performers, and they're going to play it their way anyway. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm is, not it, sure if that...
1: is it going to be consistent and Like, like we interpret it the same every time, like a, a particular passage? It's not. like...
2: And can you control? Can is there something in there that says? play it uh, more loose or you know to like it's almost like a virtual set of performers and you can set the parameters
0: of the personality settings yeah how, how, how many beers they've had
2: <laughs> yeah how much coffee they need and you have to pour the coffee into the CD drive or something okay. like that USB 3 <laughs> okay. um, and that's it just USB 3 <laughs> that's, that's all. No. Look, Scott and Sam, can I just stop you there and just okay. ask a very important question, a very yeah, important so, question. Yeah. It, has there been an update to Logic this week? No.
0: Oh. One day you're going to ask oh, that question, on. we'll
1: say no, and there will have been, but anyway. <laughs> I hope Anyway, moving so let's stick with Avid <laughs> then, um, well, kind of. It's an AX, AAX plugin here, but it's not from Avid, it just happens to be that. Um, it's from Flux. And it's called, it's the, well, it's a series. It's the Pure Series Dynamics Tools.
2: Particularly, I think this post re- refers to the Pure Pack. So the Pure Pack is uh, about dynamics. So it's a compressor, expander, there's there's one called decompressor, de-expander, and there's also a limiter involved there as well.
0: Yep. Uh, the version 3 release has happened, which includes AAX support and 64-bit.
2: And you can get um, a 30% discount during the release period if you're a new customer. So if you go to their um, web store, then you can actually see how much it's down to €229 Euros or something like that, or dollars, I can't remember which. Uh, and various other of plug, uh, Flux's plug-in bundles have the 30% discount as well. So, you know, now's a pretty good time to go and grab those if you... If you want to uh, try out those
0: Well, and, and if you want to try them out, there is actually a free trial available as well. Which is, I believe, has a slightly convoluted process in that you do need an iLock or a Flex Tangle, But if you have either of those things, you can contact them and arrange a trial of whatever it is that is of interest to you. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Excellent. So going from here, going from plugins, let's head over to a Kickstarter. That's not really very related. Sam. Um, yeah, this is. Something that we
1: reported the first generation of um, years ago, two years ago, in fact, in 2012, on sh- the audio podcast show number 41, which is still available, and back in the days when the show notes was just a single post. Um, but, yep, it's th- it's listed there as contact mic gesture recognition, and we were kind of, it was a Max MSP-based system at the time, I believe, I think using Mubu object, M-U-B-U. Anyway, the name of it is... Um, what's it called, Mojis, MoGWES and they are now, they've been developing it over the past few years, and they've got a hardware, which is a contact mic that will stick onto most services, and software which runs on um, mobile devices, on iOS and Android. So they're asked after backers to bring this to market, and yeah, it looks pretty awesome.
2: And it's not expensive either. Uh, I had a quick look at the old Kickstarter there, and it's like you're in the regions of t- tens of pounds to basically get a piece of hardware and a piece of software, I think. Uh, so, you know, that might be a nice one that, that's worth backing. And also, have a look at the video. There's a, you know, you've got your Kickstarter video, and if you're a person who enjoys the, uh, the way that a German pronounces the word MIDI, then you'll be
1: very happy here, very happy. I'm gonna to have to re-watch it now to
0: see what they are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Well, m- moving on. Let's just let's move on from there as well. Um, Positive Good have announced the release of uh, the Bios Amplifier Modeller and um, for the iPhone. You both look stunned. <laughs> yeah. They go, featuring 36 authentic amp models that works with GarageBand and also via um, inter audio and audio bus. But it does require iOS 7, so you need an iPod Touch, uh, you need an iPod Touch 5 or iPhone 4S and above. So,
1: okay. Sticking with the virtual modelling of hardware-y stuff, um, T-Racks has, um, hang on, I don't know, I haven't got a clue what this is, so I'm trying to wing it. What's the story about
0: T-Racks, Scott? <laughs> Oh, Sam. So um, I was be- almost. Be- beautifully done. I was distracted by Adam dropping out and reappearing. Well, so was which I. Is that quite, was which is quite, which through is quite me, interesting though. as well. I was like, he's gone, <laughs> he's back. Ah.
2: So you guys, I- you guys changed into Daleks on the drop of a pin. You are all like.
1: <laughs> <sighs> I had
2: no idea what you guys were saying.
1: Fantastic. Frank impression <laughs> of what it, like it happens, though.
0: That was.
2: Yeah. <laughs> have we jumped a whole. Where are we now?
0: T-Racks. So, IK Multimedia have announced the, the latest release of uh, T-Rex uh, 4.5. Um, there you go. So, if you're a T-Rex user, you're a no, that, that's going to be of The thing that I thought that was quite interesting about it, though, is the fact that they've now introduced the idea of their custom shop um, integrated within it. So, within your door, within the kind of, kind of T-Rex environment, you can open up the custom shop and go in there and get the model, or get the kind of get the model, or get the plugin that you actually want to load in and use. And you can actually get it in there. And I believe, if if I'm correct, that it will actually run within its context, that you're within that context for a limited period of time as a trial. So you can actually say, I want a plugin that does this. You can load it, in, go in, have a look what they have, get the one you want, try it, see if you're happy with it, and if you are, buy it, and then obviously continue using it in the way that you were using it. So I thought that was an interesting way of, like, kind of, you know, putting, you know, you know, make, give, making it, you know, really easy to, well, really easy. It's certainly a way of building brand loyalty for them. You know what I mean? It's like if you've already got one of theirs that you like, you can. it's easy to get a second one now and just pull it straight into the environment that you're working in. And the idea of, if I'm right, that like you can demo it within your own track, then I thought that was pretty awesome.
1: I think yeah, like there's there's a lot of these kind of custom Shoppy type expandable things. Like Rack Extensions have a similar thing, like thirty days where you can use it and it'll you know fully featured in that time. I yeah, I I agree that it sounds like a great way, but I'm so skeptical about the endless amounts of money that could be poured into adding on more and more things.
2: Mm. Well, it's up to the it's up to the user to show discipline in that context I' would say
0: yeah cool
2: okay. and um, can I just ask did we have we already gone past the positive grid yes, sorry because I just I wanted to make just say something about about the video in that are in the, the show notes of course yes,
0: yes
2: basically the the music for the video for that video in the show notes is probably the most uh, over the top um music for what is essentially just a, an iOS based thing app like, it's like this kind of uh, like the, the the iOS device is James Bond and is going out after the villain or something like that it it it, it it's maybe just worth a, a check out just
0: for that reason for 37 seconds of video i'm going to check that out for sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, with that, we have brought, with that, we've made it to the the end of this week's news. Mm -hmm. We got through that very quickly. Obviously, there was nothing that really wound us up. Instead, let's go into the creatively named other section. And this week in the other section, it is the continuation of the audio podcast quiz. Woo! Woo! Woo. So we should do last week's answers first. Are you ready? Yeah. So, Adam Jansch. Okay. What was my, your, your your question? Yes, your question and your answer from last week.
2: Question.
0: Oh, should I read the question? I'll read the question. What was eMagic's ASIO competitor called?
2: Yes, and it was called Easy E A S I E magic Audio something something. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> something Internet. Yeah, let's just go with that.
1: E-Magic, awesome sound interface. Was um, that actually what it was, Sam? I, I believe so. That's awesome.
2: Awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. I mean, of course, E-Magic did have a little bit of uh, flair with these things, I suppose, back in the day.
0: Of course. Sam, any you question, you, were, you asked you asked uh, what was Sonar originally
1: called? I did ask that under duress. I asked that question and I went and found the answer, and it was well, I knew the answer anyway, but it's Cakewalk is what it was originally called, and I looked up some trivia on that and I posted it in an email which I think Scott will make appear on the website or I suppose I could put it up maybe if if we need to make a place for this I think maybe we need a quiz section uh, you know is it you no know, shaking his head thinking okay, no still... no no we but can anyway. have a quiz section we're but, just not going to have a quiz section by next week be no, okay. eventually <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll just tag it quiz maybe but, but to make sure we're going to do this for more than a month the most important <laughs> yeah. the most important aspect is that it Cakewart can be linked conceptually and um historically to nineteen eighty seven and mousetrap, the Atari computer game.
0: <gasps> yeah.
1: Wow. That's awesome. Did we did we talk
2: about that last week on the audio podcast? Because I saw a
1: video to I, I that's you, you also saw the email that I shot off like the day after we recorded, or maybe even the same day. Yeah, because I saw the video, I was like,
2: I remember that game, yes,
0: mousetrap.
1: <laughs> if you're not listeners, we will provide you with this information. It should do. You should do.
0: You should, right, it should be a comment to the answers. Now, that I that's what it should be. Um, and, and my question was: When was the USB MIDI Sport? When, when was the um, sorry? When was the MIDI Man MIDI Sport first released? And the answer is 1998. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> How about that? So let's do this week's questions. Don't forget that there are no prizes. Oh. But if you did, if you do happen to mention, do happen to answer one of the questions and mention us, we will give you the greatest prize of all, which is mentioned on the show. So in that in that vein, I should acknowledge the efforts of uh, Marcus Bougere, who uh, indeed answered the questions correctly. Well done! Yay.
2: Yay! Fantastic! Well done! Well done! Now let's see if you can do these questions.
0: Oh!
2: Let's start with so, mine. All
0: right, Adam, your Your first question.
2: Okay. In 2001. A company known for its MIDI hardware boxes. Actually, you do yours first, Scott, because I just want to confirm that. I, I didn't I didn't double double check that. So uh <laughs> <laughs> you do your question first.
0: Okay. So my question, this is this is a question about one of my favorite pieces of hardware. So here's my question. When was the Motu eight to eight originally released?
2: Mm. Ooh. Mm.
0: first
1: one well, um, I'm going to stick with the um, kind of historical versions of favourite hardware-y stuff I've been doing some 4-track tape recording this week because that's just the way that it went and um, I'm currently going through a Tascam 4-track tape recorder, my microphone signal is going through one just because it was still set up so my question is, and I don't know the answer but I'll endeavour to find it when, when and what was Tascam's first 4-track cassette tape Based recorder. When Ooh. when was that date? And what was it? What were its capabilities for bonus points? But yeah, we're after the year.
0: Mm. Oh, that's awesome that we have a quiz with no prize, which now has bonus points. <laughs> it's like what does that mean? here's an that, idea, and get, it expands.
2: Does that mean that you get uh, referenced on the show with in italics or something? I I, I don't know how that works. It makes no sense to me. Okay, my question. I was I was right in the original one. In 2001, a company known for its MIDI hardware boxes released a product that hosted multiple Yamaha SW1000XG PLG daughterboards. Okay, did you get that? <laughs> Name the company <laughs> and the product.
0: It's <laughs> a good question, man. I think we should have the question again.
2: (laughs) Okay, so again, okay, so the question is In 2001, a company known for its MIDI hardware boxes released a product that hosted multiple Yamaha SW1000XG PLG daughterboards. Name the company and the product. I, I have no idea why that's so funny, really. Is it because because it's the very first time we've mentioned on the audio podcast the Yamaha SW1000XG audio interface?
0: Okay. It's a fantastic question, Adam. Let's do the questions once more. So mine is, when was the Motu 828 originally released? (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Mine is, what was the first Tascam 4-track cassette tape recorder, and when was it made?
2: I'm not doing mine again. You've you've had it twice. If you want to uh, read mine, you can go to the audio podcast... Forward slash show forward slash 105 where all the three questions will be written, and you can answer them as you wish. Right? Are we all back together?
0: Yeah, I pretty much. So. I'm just putting the uh, quiz. I'm just putting the quiz into our show notes. When you guys take the plunder.
2: Thunder. Thunder time. Um, first one is by me, um, Ooh. and yeah, it's a little plug-in you came across during the week uh, called Project Time and it's by Hoffa or H-O-F-A and it's part of their For You series so actually the interesting thing here is Project Time is not a plugin that does any audio processing at all all it does is it starts an accumulating timer in the project that uh, you open it uh, around so you p- p- put it into your, uh, into your session when you close it, the, the, the timer stops, and when you open it, the timer starts again. So it allows you to keep track of how long you've been going on individual projects. So that's a nice thing. Good for those people who are doing audio-based work um, for their job and need to be able to say, "I've done this many hours." So there you go. Um, it's available for free on the Hoffa website. And is available in VST, vst 3 au Rtas, and newly minted AAX formats. Mm.
1: Well, that's cool. You have to remember not to um, walk off and leave your
0: project running for a couple of hours and then come <laughs> back to it. I suppose if you want to you can make that reliable. But yeah, that's awesome stuff. Uh, I added the next piece of plunder, which um, which I thought was really cool. But um, as a lot of people know, I'm i I'm, I'm a Linux user increasingly, and uh, I was thinking about a. I was setting up a Linux machine for somebody here for a Ubuntu install and um came across this little thing here as well called Sound Switcher. Um so Sound Switcher is an indicator applet that allows you to quickly switch between audio inputs, much in the same way that the system prefs sound menu on OS X works as well. So you can literally go and grab a go and grab it, change the system, change the audio to whatever you want it to be, and then that is the default setting has been changed and it changes through other app you know, for applications that honor it. So that's kinda cool. Um I got that from o- OMG Ubuntu and you can get more information from the switcher as well as well. And oh, the other cool the thing Ubuntu, is
2: Ubuntu you can now change your audio on the fly, your audio interface on the fly. Whoopee. Fantastic. And the, the the other
0: the other neat feature from, from a from a Linux point of view is it is a it is a PPA and therefore it's nice and easy to maintain and keep up to date. It's completely standalone. So that's a, That's a nice kind of little feature. So that's cool. Just you know I mean Linux users, just ignore Adam and his cynicism about guarding these
2: things. Amazing. We've
0: always always been able to change our audio on the fly. We've always been able to run multiple audio systems on the fly. We've always been able to combine multiple sound cards together if you can get drivers for them that work in the first place. We've always been able to do those things. Now what we have is that little bit of glossy kind of eye candy that nobody ever really needed before or wanted. But you know, Right. Some so people nobody, don't like the command line, so they like these features. So, this so nobody is a cool wants thing. it,
2: and yet someone's made it, and and you're saying that people should go and download
0: it. No, what I'm saying is that if you're a Ubuntu, <laughs> if if you're a Ubuntu user, then this is the cool little bit that, like, you know, this is the bit that all your all, all your kind of Apple friends have. And we'll try and wind you up with it. Now, you can have it as well if you really want
2: yeah, to. Yeah, because, you know, I always go down to the studio on a Thursday, and I go down there to wind up all of the people using Ubuntu for uh, for their audio uh, just by going up and saying, oh, look, I'm just going to go and change my, my audio using a menu. Oh, look at that. That's amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, now, I'm, I'm playing with you guys. You know that. I don't. I don't really mind.
0: There we go, there we go.
1: (laughs) Sam, do you want to take the final piece of plunder? I can do, I don't really want to have to follow that, and this isn't something that I posted, but I'll take it anyway. Um, (laughs) This is, um, did you post this, Scott? This is 10 of the best REM. It's a Guardian article, I'm flicking through it now. It seems to be a bit bit of trivia. 10 points
0: of trivia about REM. That's what I've got from this. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) <laughs> that's what it is. I think there's a playlist at the bottom so you can actually play the tracks.
1: Scott, a track why is system.
0: this in the audio podcast? Because I'm I'm a big fan of REM and it's <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Hey,
1: this is the first time we used to talk about Spotify all the time, and this appears to be an embedded Spotify player. I've never seen one of those before. There you go, Adam, that's why.
0: Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Did you not realize that you're allowed to include in the notes things that are of personal interest?
2: Well, yeah, but th- I'm good. It's just to think about the, the, the 10 best REM tracks.
0: Okay, so, so going back to one of the longest standing still active bands that are currently in existence, who signed one of the first of the mega deals with Warner Brothers originally and early on, and who were also one of the first bands to have wide scale CD releases alongside vinyl releases. That's it's all interesting that to know so this that we have a selection of 10 of their best.
2: This is not related really to the particular... The thing of the. It doesn't matter. I'm just playing with you.
1: It's nice to see your own comb on the video there. I, I, I gathered this morning that you were having trouble locating it.
2: Yeah, I said on Twitter, where's my comb? And I was just being lazy. It was just on the sofa.
0: This is descending into anarchy, <laughs> typical of the show. But we should quickly grab it and bring it a halt. Don't forget, the audio podcast is. Most weeks on a Tuesday, most weeks on a Tuesday, we're here. We've got some more interviews lined up in a couple of weeks' time, which should be pretty awesome stuff. So that'd be cool. But you know, quite often it's just us doing this. But I hope you enjoy that as well. And um, if you want to complain and whinge about us, that's perfectly fine. Feel free to send us a tweet at the Audio Podcast. We promise to uh, read it and ignore it. Um, oh, we got, uh, clues from Samuel Freeman for the video for the video feed here, apparently, which is great stuff, great visuals. Um, yeah, there we go, gotcha. check out the show notes gotcha. at uh, theaudiopodcast.co.uk slash show um, slash 105 for this week and you know, why not hit subscribe or subscribe to us in iTunes as well, iTunes or YouTube it'd be awesome, Adam's pulling a funny face I'm completely distracted I'm going to say that I've been Scott here and that this has been a stressful show but nonetheless enjoyable as always I'm Samuel Freeman um, yep, yeah, see you next week
2: And this has not been a stressful show. It's been a great show. The Audio Podcast, Show 105. I've been Adam Yanch. Do come back
1: next week. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.